Welcome to the Solution of Real Estate Podcast, where myself, Phil Sexton, and Jeff Seabach, we sit down, we talk about the industry, we have a consumer first podcast. We, we, we it's, I've heard it kind of a compared to like sports talk radio for real estate. This is very, yeah, I would, very kind of like uh, that. Um, no, but we're not as negative as sports talk radio is. Okay. And the difference is we actually are still in the game. Uh, yes. Right. So we run a real estate team and based out of that Phoenix, is the biggest difference because typically they I guess if LeBron James had a talk radio, that would be it would be like you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing about sports radio is the um, they also tend to talk cross industry like we don't talk about property management. We don't talk about commercial. Okay. Like we don't talk about Fair. things that we have no clue what we should be talking. We we only talk about our expertise because residential real estate. I was listening to. I would say it's similar to it, but I was listening to the a ex NFL linebacker who was a Pro Bowler talk on radio and about baseball, basketball. Oh, good. And I'm like. They were trying to sell us on why we should listen to him talk about basketball. And I just couldn't get there. Yeah. So we actually work in the residential real estate space. We've got a team of 81 agents. Right. Last month, we sold 40 million for uh, how many? 80 transactions for 40 million last month. Uh, you're 43, 40, you're, but I don't care. 43. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, I, I like that when you go approximately 43.257. <laughs> but uh, I mean, one thing I do want to start off with is. The topic of no, today? no, if you're joining today to remember, just because I heard Seth Godin say it, and of course I love Seth Godin, I said, you know, the gold that's in the past episodes is lots of it. So it's okay. You don't have to, when you come to our podcast, it's not like you can't go back and skip and find ones that you like and have them still apply. A lot of things that we talk about is still very green, it's still very relevant. Yeah. Yes. Our our podcast is like internet content. You got to write it so it's green so that no matter when someone comes in, meaning that you can get tons of value by going back and listening to episodes. I listen to past episodes anyway. So also, do, if you want to refer a friend, we'd appreciate it or give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate that as well. Are you ready to get to that today's episode? <laughs> <laughs> No, I also want to plug things. Jeff. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> today's topic, actually, the official the official title of today's topic is why do property level leads convert faster? Maybe I lost the name, the official yeah. title of the name. Let me yeah. see what we got. Why property level leads convert faster? I actually nailed it. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is we're trying to shorten titles because it's really longer than that, meaning at a higher percentage, but like when you win that faster is good enough. Yeah, I mean, but, but the realizes is sometimes faster is better than never. That's true. Because never is a possibility. And the most popular questions we got back from promoting today's topic was, what is a property level lead? Are you going to get to that in the beginning? I of think we're going to start with that. All right. What is a property level lead? A property level lead is an inquiry specifically about an active home for sale or under contract. Right. Yeah. So a call, a email or a text message or any inquiry An app download. Right. Yeah. So to, to, to make it real simple. So why don't we go with certain, let's say like, where do you think people spend their most amount of money on advertising to create leads? Uh, Homes and Land Magazine. Okay. Right. Not, um, I guess. That was just to get, I'm just joking. Well, so they could be calling about your listing. 
The only thing is that I know that Homes and Land does not generate a lot of leads. Direct mail? Like we spent so much money and it didn't create leads. So yeah. I, yes, direct mail. You're, it just sold postcard is not a property level lead. Okay. Because that's a that's that's different. So I have to look at property level leads, especially when we talk about like what we have done on the internet in getting people to research us online and communicate with us, contact us. Yes. Right. Where some of those people that contact us, they say, I'm retiring in four years. I live in Chicago. I can't stand the politics or the taxes or the weather or the insert whatever reason people live leave the state that they're in. And I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to move to Arizona or to Florida. Yep. What what level lead is that? That is a, not a property level lead. State level lead. A state level lead. Right? Yes. That's the state level lead. And then state once level. the people decide, and so those people are typically like three to five years out of when they're going to buy. Yes. And so then we have a, the next level, which is, I mean, I guess I decide Arizona is the state that I want to retire to. Yeah. So now I got to figure out if, you know, Arizona, it's a really nice place. Should I move to Flagstaff or should I move to Phoenix or, or even Chandler versus Gilbert? Right. Like inside of the uh, Phoenix metropolitan place, there's 17 cities that they could choose from. And we call those city level leads. leads. Yes. Right. right. And, and, and I think it's key for people in defining their pipeline is they have to understand that we are like, when I got into business in 2005, I was able to take more leads from, cause I was doing internet leads then that I was able to take more leads from two to three years out up until t- today. Like that was something that, and that's why leads are advertised that, you know, just gotta give me a chance, right? But the problem is, is that now the user can get everything that we used to supply. So really our chance of converting them during that time frame is really, I mean, the odds of you them staying with you the entire time. And I know that people like to put a banner on that. I've been working this lead for four years or whatever it is. But, the, but if you're gonna choose to spend, let's say 75% of your time, that wouldn't be there. It would be. It wouldn't be city. It wouldn't be state level. It wouldn't be city level. Yeah. Because below city level, actually, real quick, after we define what property level leads are, what we're going to do is get into the ways that we generate the property level leads and how we can increase the number of property level leads that we generate. And we're going to give them ideas and how they can sort them, but also how they can pay attention and know that it's a those leads and how to vet them, right? Like those kinds of things. Yes. So um, what happens after they decide that they want to be in, let's just call it North Scottsdale or let's call it North Scottsdale. So now they're beyond the state level, beyond the city level. The next level is neighborhood. Neighborhood. Do I want to move to Greyhawk or McDowell Mountain Ranch? Do I want to be in Cave Creek or Carefree? Do I want to be, although I guess those are technically two cities, but they get to more focused in on an area. Right. And the key to understand is because the reality is, is people will look at a house at that time, but it's just understanding on when you get a property level lead, how you ask questions determines if they're still at this level or not. At so, the state level or at right, the city level. Because right. it's really the difference between the, you know, property level leads converting at 6% or 43% and how you handle the questions of that lead. So the the best lead that we get, it isn't a referral, right? 
Yes. The best lead that we get is what we call a property level lead. And that is when they are specific about an address. So they're not debating between Florida or Arizona. They're not debating between Greyhawk and McDowell Mountain Ranch. They want to see one, two, three Choya Street. Yes. They want to see that specific property. Yes. And those are the ones that are the closest to making a decision to write a contract on a property. Yeah. To me, if you spend 75% of your time on the, because the hard part is, is the, the most confusing part for our studio audience which is actually in the flesh today. <laughs> like it's, it's rare that we take this long to get to the point that we shoot this podcast in front of a live studio audience. But today, it just has a different meaning. Yes. Right? <laughs> so we have on realestateleopard.com, there is a, a box on the bottom that you can put your phone number in if you want to get a text Zoom link to join us live on Zoom, which Keith has done today, Laura has done today, Stephanie. I think that we saw Jameis on there earlier, but um, people come and go while we, while we, and they engage and they chat yep. with us. And JB usually is on the Zoom with us. Yes. It, out, based out of Seattle. Yep. Right? But then something magical happened today, Jeff. Well, no, it actually happened um, yesterday. While <laughs> while JB was in high school, his parents bought a house in Chandler. Oh, got I, it. So got now, it. as uh, his parents are aging, he's got to come down and check on them from time to time, and and then we, yeah, it's what we used to call in the social media days. He's IRL. He's he's now in real life. In real life, yes. IRL. Yes. Oh. JB, good to have you on the show, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. I love yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So JB's here. Thank you, JB. Yeah. What do you got to say? <laughs> this is so much more professional in person. Uh, wow. wow. Oh, it is? Yeah. Why? Yeah, well, I mean, you, we. I can see how you know that I'm on thing live. And I can see the team that you've got behind you. You've got producers and cameramen. You spent 20 minutes on makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and he still looks like that. <laughs> That's they awesome. can only see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I have well, a facial radio is what you're saying. I, 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 that's not true. But I would not have guessed that that was going to be his feedback, to be honest. Of course. That we, was that's great. I love well, I love the eyes. Like the, the, epitome, viewpoint. the epitome of rule of eight is that you don't know what the other people are going to think. Mm. You just don't know. Dude, I we have a video on the new homes section of our website that is like got these drone photos of new communities being built, and it's got big words over the top of it, like five top five reasons why you want to use a realtor when you buy a new build. Number one, boom. Number two, number three, number four. It goes through it. I showed that video to one of a, a newer agent that was on our team, and I, at the end of the video, I go, "All right, what did you learn?" And he goes. There is just a lot of uh, people involved in building neighborhoods because <laughs> the drone footage was so engaging. He was just oblivious to the words on the screen in front of him. And then I showed it to somebody else. Same feedback from the second person I showed the video to. They're like, I just think drone footage is so awesome. I'm like, not the five points of why a realtor should be like, okay, here's their okay. feedback. Remember how I said in the beginning that realtors tend to focus on the wrong thing? There, there it is. is. There there is. is. And and here's was, your card. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yes. But anyway, back, all right, back okay. to property. Because leads. if you're listening to this, the goal is to get you to pay more attention to property level leads and then to ask different questions because the, the challenge is, is that some people are not going to have the. It's kind of like when I talked about the, the guy that I coached where his Zillow conversion is over 40%. 
And it's really just the way that he handles the lead leads to a higher percentage. And today the goal is to try and help them handle the leads a little bit different, specific questions that they can ask, property level leads, and then the objections that they need to practice because we know what the what the objections are going to be and then that will increase their conversion so they too can convert them faster. Woo! You said yeah. a big, there's a big path there. Yeah. All right. Path. Step one. <laughs> okay. So what do you want to talk about first? I thought that your point on conversion rate was actually pretty solid. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So to me, overall, my goal would be to have people stop working on meaning follow-up, but also the creation of non-property level leads, because I think that the majority of individual agents trying to create leads, they, they waste too much time on general or self-promotion and that it's just not going to lead to a high conversion rate. But so the idea is that internet lead conversion, they say the average internet lead converts at one percent okay okay so because when you're talking about leads from facebook or instagram or leads that you're running banner ads for or that your crm creates that, for you right, your crm creates for you like what just people searching in an area yeah. if the let's say open houses which is a property level lead obviously open house is like, one example of right. how we generate property level leads okay yep. good good yep, yep, yep. so i you know sign calls like sign calls i i remember one agent their memory not their not their statistical written down average was that they can convert 30 percent of sign calls but that's that's what we're talking about here is the increased intensity of these then we're talking about um uh, open houses, sign calls, um, Zillow, um, property specific leads, like right, tour requests, tour requests, or yeah. or uh, flex. If you're on flex, when the phone rings, like that lead, or if you're uh, op city and realtor.com, like that lead, and then also with if you're a leopard member and you use our digs to create leads off your sign, those leads, those are all property level leads. So if we're, we're, we're converting these in the range of five to let's say 15%, the elite agents, we know Wexler converts them at 25%, right? Michael down in um, Chandler at 40 plus percent. So if all of these leads are getting converted at those high numbers, those high numbers, super high, especially mm. that means we got to have leads that convert at under one percent so then the question is is why are you spending so much time creating leads that really don't i mean i think the confusion is is that with the the because i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how they're trying to grow their instagram and everybody should be spending as much as they time as much as they can on instagram and i'm like show me the numbers show me the numbers You're, uh, like this cuba, is cuba gooding jr in uh what's that movie Show me the money! <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, uh, right. But the, the crazy thing is, is I heard they were, because the reason why you would build an Instagram following is what do you think is the number one reason, Phil, that you want to build an Instagram following to get leads? But what kind of leads are you looking for? Oh, I was going to go with just so my wife thinks I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> let's go with so that other agents think that I'm good at marketing. No, well, that, no, okay. but no, no. So the agents will call you and refer them. 
that okay just be clear that that is who you're targeting because i see a lot but i mean i just laugh because when i see a lot of people busting their ass for instagram and facebook and then i see 31 views and 41 views i'm like you're wasting time like you're not like it's there's actually a fun game that we play here in the office and it's like let's look that person's business up Right. Right. And yeah. so when we find people that are getting, in our marketplace, but this, that are like, what, just like impressive, the amount of stuff that they're putting out on Instagram, they look like they're closing 18 deals a month and you look them up and they've sold two. Exactly. Ever. Yes. In the last five months. But you know where they're getting business from is they're getting business because then when they get big enough, they get a following and then people call them and send them their friends that are from out of town. Got it. Other so, agents from different cities. Right. Understand <laughs> that that is your, that is actually who you're building the content for All right. because because at the end of the day, it does work, but not for the 99, just for the one percenters, the elite, but they're mostly getting them from referrals from other agents. Not, we don't see people, right? Because our All website right, okay, is up here. Okay. But we were, well, what we the, the, the property level. The point leads. is, those leads, though, are not property level leads and they're going to convert at less than 1%. Right? Like you're just, you know, I mean, if you're posting. All right, you got, you, I, uh, I'm going to do my best to clarify what you're saying. Okay. So you're saying, that if you're on Instagram with an and you're putting energy at creating buyers and seller leads off of your Instagram or Facebook profile, that that those buyer and seller leads aren't property specific, so they convert at less than one percent. Yes, but if you're on Instagram and your mission is to get referrals from other agents around the country, that's a model that we have seen more successful. Way more successful. Awesome. Yes. Because and I think those are one referrals because those are good leads. Well, exactly. One of the things, one of the caveats that I want to point out here is that what we're talking about at a property level lead is meeting new strangers. Like which level of stranger do you want to meet as opposed to the referral style of business? Yes. Because of course we think that you should spend money, time, and energy working with people that already know, trust you, and would refer you. Yes. But then second to that, when you're trying to get new business into your pipeline and you want to go forward with the internet, what you should be focused on is how to generate more property level leads. Right. All because right. The, the, those, those will not create property level leads. And then you're going to, you're, the problem is, is you're distracting yourself to spend all this time over here. Meanwhile, the good stuff is, and that's what we're trying to help them with today. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So the address level leads when they're, when they're interested in that specific property, because we used to use phone numbers. Actually, I still think that we do. We, st- we need to continue to use phone numbers on our signs to create property level phone calls. But the problem is the barrier of calling somebody is high. Like if I saw a sign and I'm like, oh, I could call that person to figure out how much this house is worth. Or I can look it up on the internet. Or I could just Google, I could open my XYZ app and XYZ app is going to tell me all the details about that property, whether it's for sale or it's not for sale or anything like that. Nine so that, people that are repla- going to download the app. That yeah. replaces the phone call because now they're not going to call because then, God, I have a realtor that calls me back 18 times a day. I got to call the guy. I got to talk to the guy. I don't want to create that. Well, when we created our internet presence, actually what we saw go up was our actual property, le- property level leads from our website. Not the phones ringing less and less and less. And that's why we're having this conversation. Like to me, the reliance on it. But the other thing is, is when it rings, you need to pick it up. That's true. No yeah. doubt. No yeah. doubt. All right. So then in addition to our signs now, in order to generate more property level leads, we've added the R-Dig sign writers. 
So now our digs is the app that we post our listings to that actually, and all the top producers across the country could technically post their listings to our digs, get the free sign writers, right? And have a QR code that when the when the lead scans the QR code, just like everybody's gotten familiar with during the pandemic, when you're at a restaurant trying to use a menu, they don't hand those out anymore. They just point the camera at the QR code. Then the details about that property come up on that app and that inquiry goes to the listing agent. Yes. I mean, I also, we're using those sign writers so that now if they're, if the barrier, if they don't want to call the number on the sign, because they don't want that agent to have their phone number, then they just scan the QR code and they go through the app to see whether the property is for sale under contract, what the price is, bedrooms, photos of the inside, et cetera. Well, because we're seeing the quality of that lead be unbelievably hot. Right. Like that lead is I'm ready to buy a house. Well, here's, and that, that one I did mean, too many steps. I mean, Do you have another one? That's even if we were going to break property level leads into into categories. I think that lead is was that a category? A category, yeah. <laughs> right? But also because that lead is out driving by the houses, right? Like previously on past episodes, we talked that now that 93 percent of people are driving by the house. That just shows you how invested that person is. So yeah. when that lead comes in, how you don't put that like a, a little quotations in your own mind is whenever I get one of these R digs leads, because I went to I got the riders from there, that lead, they they drove by the house. Like if like is that yeah. not the lead that we're like, like how we don't have people yeah. jumping off the page to want to get those leads because if you can't convert those, you should just pack it up now, right? Like yeah, stop being yeah, a realtor yeah. because that lead is so hot and so qualified. They're driving by the house. You, you don't have to convince me. I, I witness it. I see it. I mean, even Kurt was working. He's got like double siding one, five and two, three, not double siding. I'm sorry. Buy, sell. Because yes. the people right now are in the find a house first before I list my house. Yes. So those buyers that see a sign in their neighborhood, they can't find it anywhere on the web because it's not syndicated out to those websites that they've downloaded. They only can find information about that property from that R digs or the or the phone number that you have on the sign. So, I mean, so the thing is, so is we're testing something new. But now. What it is is my point is is the funnel's already been executed. What funnel? The funnel, meaning that the sales you, funnel, the sales funnel okay. has already been executed. They're now driving by the property, and that's oh, like, it, like, like. It. You mean they're bottom of funnel leads, property level, bottom of funnel, bottom of funnel, yes. right? And the best of the bottle, bottom of. I mean, you can't get a better lead than that. Okay, right? Because because I would say open house versus the are is is not as. Um, high as like an R digs or a Zillow call. Or, a sign call. Or No, absolutely. When somebody can just walk freely into a house and it's very you, non-committal. Right, you have, to set, is, you have to set up your questions because not all of them are. To me, that's why when for open house, the first question after I ask what their name is, I say what brokerage I'm with. And then I say, do you live in the neighborhood to see if I want to find them? The third question I ask them is, did you see it on the internet? Right. Scripts. Did you see it on the internet? Why? Why do you ask them that? Yes. So that you in the, in the content wrong. of this is because I want to know if it's a property level property lead. level right. lead. Right. Right. Because if you saw it on the internet, then you got in your car and drove over. Now you know. 
Because here's the thing is, I, here's why I asked that question is because if they saw it on the internet and came by, I now know what price they're looking for, what neighborhood they're looking for, what bedroom count, what size, what backyard, what pool, what parking. Like they saw it online and they came to see it in person. Oh, that tells me you were- a lot of details that I don't have to ask them. I can now just assume that they can, that right. all these things are accurate. And now they look at me when I make these assumptions based on price area or the specs of the house, like, man, this guy just gets me. Well, here's what it is, is, is that pe- elite salespeople change their pitch based on the answers to the questions that come in. Yes, and that, fair. that is what is supposed to happen is because I just you want said, the record you to say, show. Hold on. What time are we? Do you know what, how long have we been recording? 128. 128. That Jeff Seabach might have hinted that I was an elite level salesperson. Did you hear that, JB? It sounded it, I hinted. <laughs> yes, I got it. I got it. No, but that's that's exactly what it is, though, is because now you don't have to wait, waste. Because the reality is, is in the open house, you have about 160 to 90 seconds. <clears throat> and that... If you wasted 30 seconds telling them what the square footage of the house, what the price is, the school is, and that's got a pool. And like, and because what happens is when you present people information, you have to give them time to respond. This clock's ticking. This clock's ticking. And that's why they don't convert faster is because they wasted the time that they had. And today's about trying to get them not to waste that time. So, all right, let's, should we hear, should we throw it over to the studio audience? Okay. See what kind of questions they have? All right. I still have the one, I, I want to end with one, okay. a test that we're doing right now. J, any questions, JB, Adam, Keith? Oh, usually when people drop off, that means they didn't want us to pick on them. <laughs> <laughs> JB hasn't walked out of the room yet. He's yes, still here. He's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, what other questions may we have from our studio? Nina, what's new in your world? Where are those blue glasses? I know. I'm actually a busy girl today. And I did not want, that's why I jumped, jumped on late. I was actually, I'm actually driving. But you know what? That's fine. It's just like a, like a call, like a little yes. Zoom call. Right? Yes. We <laughs> agree completely. Do you have any questions? No. You know what? That so far, what you guys have been saying has been great. I mean, that was kind of genius what you just said too about I think about all the open houses that I've done and um, basically rehashed what they already knew so no I I, I don't I, I my only comment is that what you just said was genius thank you awesome thank you well I think she was talking to me no but the idea is that yeah. for any call no but just we kidding. talked about just it kidding. is in the CVRT meeting is that people don't think of the like the I guess what it is is I had professional sales training. It's not like I I was gifted by working for a software company and they made me go through solution selling and strategic selling and negotiation and all that stuff. And to realize that this is your you're you're supposed to change what you say when you get when you don't Depending. get the result that you want. Meaning that if somebody walks in the open house and they don't work with you then probably what you said was not the best thing to say something and that then you need to change it, practice it, and then try and re-script what you're saying and why we set those questions up in the open house. Thank you, Nina. But not just open house, all property level leads. All property level leads. Right? Because what we have found is last year when we went from um, our agents, when we got a property level lead and our agents would ask about, oh, what price point are you looking in? as opposed to asking when they would like to see the house. The appointment rate went from 70% to 20%. 
well, vice versa. Yeah. The appointment rate was at 20% and it shot up to 70% when one of the first questions that we ask is, when would you like to see the house? Right. So in case you didn't get that, we, we he was screaming it out loud. But the first question, when you get a property level lead, if it's, I mean, obviously if it's an open house, you're in the open house. But at the open house, the question is, is do you have other properties that you would like to see? Because I don't think that agents are asking that question in the open house. No. Is there other properties that I could show you right now? Right? right. Would you like to see other, is there other properties that you wanted to see right away? Yeah. But it, but specifically for all property levels, a sign call, an R digs, a Zillow, right? Or anyone asking for a property, when would you like to see it? And then shut up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the hard part. All right. No, but, I got, but Phil, I got should, a should, shouldn't I ask them about the if they're familiar with the HOA? We don't shouldn't I that. ask no. them if they're qualified? No. Well, we don't. I don't know if I want to work with them if they're not qualified. You know, but you're really good at actually understanding if somebody's qualified without asking if somebody's qualified. That's true. But the point is, though, is I'm trying to rid our listeners, right? Our, our the ones, so someone's listening to this, is that the rules have changed we were taught as agents and actually if you work for an old school broker or your broker is an old school person and they trained you which is everybody that we're listening to they're teaching the people wrong because they're like where are you from and um you know uh, what are you looking for and you know what like how many bedrooms how many you bathrooms know, like you know that I, that's the questions on. that everybody leads with and it's causing them to sell us houses you know why i stopped asking people where they're from because i really have nothing in common with most answers <laughs> <laughs> it's hard You're to relate california it doesn't matter when somebody says that they're from illinois i'm like oh Chicago? Because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't like, been there. I mean, oh. you know what I mean? Like, it's very hard to relate. I don't, so now I don't ask them the questions. But what happens is the questions, like their answers come up. And if I can, if I do have something in common with that, wherever they were from, I then dive in. But it wasn't Well, me. that's sales 102. <laughs> Not what? Changing your, no, no. Changing your don't questions? Don't ask questions that lead to answers that you don't that aren't know, helpful that aren't helpful right yes yeah. and i think that a lot of people are asking questions that are not because knowing where they're from has nothing to do with other you that's a building rapport all right and and at any point do we say the best thing to convert a lead is to build rapport no we didn't say no that. although it, it no. happens organically well, if you're good at your job do you know why is because you need to all salespeople no, just, because because you can build rapport. A new, a brand new licensee can know how to build rapport with somebody. That doesn't mean that they're a good agent. Well, yeah, I was just gonna go to again, you can't build rapport. It's hard to build rapport in the two minutes that you have, and that's all you're gonna get. That you actually should set the appointment so that you get 15 minutes, 30 uh, minutes to build rapport. They're just it. what they didn't realize is that we're in a sales cycle, and first you need to ensure that, like. For instance, uh, have you taken the kids to Disney yet? No, okay. I feel like I'm winning. By the way, because oh, okay. they're nine, <laughs> All right. four, and okay. two. But when you go with Disney, they you're on that ride for at least four minutes, and then it's a different set of information. Meaning that once you got them locked in to show them a house, 
and you can go into the rapport and all that stuff because that has to happen. I'm just letting them know that that's not what you start with because you need to ensure that you get the second appointment. Obviously, they walked in the house. First, we need the first appointment. Then it's when we get the in the car to show them the three houses. That's when we build. First, you service the client. Then you build the rapport. Awesome. Clay has a question. Clay. Okay. All right. I like Clay. Uh, we questions. have people that are asking questions that are not on, the- on Facebook. Oh, oh great. Yeah. Yeah. So based on the fact you are trying to set another appointment, should you ask your open house visitors when they would like to see another house? Yes. It's hard to show off any other homes when you are the only person working the open house. I'm, I think okay, that's, should, a, yes. that's a business plan though. No, that's- but I think there's actually another question that is involved there too. And that is, what was it about this house that brought you in today? Because you got to know what some of the hot buttons are if you're going to, because if they don't, because then if you go into the, I'm sorry, because anything that they tell you about why they came into that house is helpful in the sales process. Any answer to that question is beneficial to a salesperson. Would you like to see another house? Their answer might be no. But if you know what brought them into this house, then you have a better chance of selling them the next appointment that you're trying to meet them at. Okay, just a comment about open house strategy, just because the Clay said he wanted to know about open house strategy. The reality is, is your open house strategy is broken. Because let me ask you this, Phil, are our best open house converters typically alone or two people? Well, two people. Uh, right. Yeah. Be- so that you can take them right then. Right. And not abandon the property. And not abandon the property. Yeah. Yes. Like it's me, actually why some, we have some married couples on our team that do very well in open houses because they have that ability. Right. So the for me, the for the solo person, it's the I have a I had a I had an emergency, I'll be right back sign. Right. Right. Like <laughs> to me, if you if that's what it is, then you need to have that sign that you could throw on the door. Here's my cell phone number. I, w- I had an emergency, but I will be back in five minutes. Right. Like, to so, me, but that's your, that's your go-to strategy because that will increase your conversion by 40 or 50%. But is that in the seller's best interest? No, it's not. Wait a minute. You could say yes. If your goal of showing them another house was to prove how good the one is that you're at. I, I was just going with my gut. <laughs> and, I mean, the reality is, is, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know that open house, your open house traffic's marketed that well by most of our audiences. So I think that the reality is they really aren't going to miss anyone. All right. But can I get to the burning, the burning strategy that I am really excited we're trying right now? Yes. So we, I, I reached out to our MLS and I said, hey, if I uh, check the box, there's the box in the back end when you add a listing that says seller directs property to be excluded from the internet. And when you check that box, it doesn't it doesn't syndicate that property to other websites that you've probably heard of. That I mean, like IDX websites that all the agents You're have. You're saying people with a fork, not with a whatever, a like guy. like the Realtor.coms, the all those yeah. lead generation yep. websites. Yep. If they choose that box, then the property doesn't go there. Okay, hold on. So the I move the property from which status to which status? No, it's uh, when you're adding a listing, you have the choice of whether you want your property syndicated out to the world and all the websites or not. Okay. So I, there's a box I can check to, to do that? Yes. Because your just, seller is... I, I, I'm just asking the question for those oh, in the studio. In, in our MLS, there absolutely is. Is there one in your MLS? I think so. I th- Have I, you ever looked? 
Uh, I did, but it, it's been years. I right. Guess, yeah. Our point is, is that you need to be more aware of your software because that is choosing whether you get more property level leads or less. Well, hold on. So that prop, that option actually doesn't exist in the coming soon phase, right? So when we put a listing in our MLS and it's in coming soon to start, that means it's not syndicated out to all the different websites. And then syndication it's only and inside IDX of the MLS. Mean the same thing and in that basically, okay. basically, there's two different boxes, but they're basically the same thing. And that is distributing the listing to other sites for people to see. And if the box is checked, that means your internet property level leads would be going to those sites because they're going to show up ahead of your website. Yeah. Right. right. Like, so now let's say now we're, we're getting to the juicy part. Let's say that you got a sign on the property, right? And somebody pulls up and they want to know what the price of that property is. And they go to their website. They go to their favorite app. Let's call it realtor.com. They go to realtor.com and they pull it up and there's all the property information and the price and all the photos. Do they need to reach out to you? No, no. And that's actually been pitched. And now sellers want to make sure that their property is on those sites because that's where they shop for their next house. And they know that that's valuable during the active phase of their listing. Yes. The question that I have is why isn't the world of real estate agents or buyers or sellers saying as soon as that property goes pending or gets under contract when it's pending, why do we leave it out there? Why do we leave the photos out there? Why do we leave the price? Why do we leave the status out there? Because we're lazy. No, <laughs> no, no. Why? Like, because nobody has talked about this? Because we're is it, it Because then they can, because then the consumers can find out if the property's for sale or not without bugging us. What's yeah. that known as? I, I, Creating I, I, less I, property I, level leads. I, okay, wait, wait. So you're saying. Rewind it back. Yes, because you went really fast. All right. When you're, what's the important parts? Here's a well, way. Yeah. <laughs> when our listings go under contract, we are now going to exclude them from syndication and IDX. That's going to be that. That's going to remove the photos from all of the public websites out there. Because really, what? Who wants pictures of the inside of their house on the internet? Who really actually wants that? It's actually pro seller to right because you think who wants that? So here's because here's what ends up happening is agents go into the MLS. Like if a seller says, Hey, would you remove all those photos? I really don't want pictures inside. They go into the MLS, they remove all of the photos in the MLS so that it updates all those sites. And now us agents also lose access to being able to see properties and to come properties. You, you're saying that I only have to uncheck a box versus go in and remove all the photos. Adam, yes, is that, that if you that's, that's yeah. Where did the photo? We're at 72. So here's the here's the text or the email that I got back. Yeah, no, the photos are there. We so we unchecked the syndication box. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. And the MLS said to me, uh, the easiest way to remove the data from the website is to uncheck the syndication options while the listing is still in a pending state. By doing this, the listing should drop off the red feed and the syndicated sites should no longer display the listing at all after 72 hours. If you follow these steps and still see the listing after the allotted time frame, you can reach out to us and our support team will reach out to the site, still displaying the listing and have it removed. Okay, hold a second. You use words I, I okay. Wow. All right, first of all, just I want to ask JB because he's in a different uh, MLS than ours. Do you what are the statuses in your MLS? Um, there's there's several different types of pending. There's pending inspection, pending feasibility, pending whatever, um, and then sold. Um, so what? Okay, so it's active, pending, three or four types, yeah. and then sold. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We have we don't call we don't have pending on the different levels. Like we have pending. I'm sorry, under contract accepting backups. 
which if you're accepting backup offers, then you should still be publicly displayed on the web because you're soliciting more offers. Yeah. Right. But if you're pending after that, if you go into actual pending, that means that you're not looking for backup offers anymore. I don't know that it's of anybody's interest that it's still out there on the web. Agents could still make offers. You're just saying that we're not publicly asking for additional it, offers. Agents can still make offers because it's still technically a listing in the MLS. Yes, the right. agents know about it. All right. It. Also, okay, so we cleared but up. But now the, the consumer can't go to the web to their app when they're in front of the sign and get all the information without the contacting point, you. I have Therefore, was, creating more sign calls or our not, digs downloads. We're not unchecking it while it's active no this is when it's impending before you're going to move it to the next stage you're going to uncheck it and what's the reps feed well reps feed is where is how the data goes from the mls to all of those sites basically is the reps feed part of syndication yeah it powers the syndication oh, the yeah. reps feed takes the number kind of, of like the, the engine addresses. in the car whatever you want to call it okay yes <laughs> kind of like, yeah. it's more like my the internet tubes my scrolling away from my house hub this episode. yeah absolutely that ties into last week's episode about what wasn't that about we're gonna take the sex away, sex away. yeah sex no away. No, no, no we're not taking the sex away you just have to contact me for the sex <laughs> and that's not <laughs> so if you want to be contacted to have sex unchecked no that's okay <laughs> Dude, dude, we're not getting the online you, leads. If you, know? you mean when a you mean when a browser when a when a buyer goes on Zillow and they see that a property is pending, do they reach out to us at the same rate? No. When they see that it's pending, they're like, okay, on to the next. Let me find another property. That one's already sold. Let me ask you a question. So, like, think about it this way: if now it goes sold, and all the information is out there on the property, you know, about the sold property. And someone down the street that wants to sell their house sees that, do they call you or do they just look at that and then receive the information and you get no call? Because that's what happens. As it goes to, they, they receive that, they love that website, but they don't call the previous listing agent because if they wanted it, they would have, like to me, if we had in the notes and it said, if you want more information, go to my website, then they would come to your website and then they could see it. And then you would have a capture form there. And then you would capture their information is probably the best way to do about this. And we will be informing all the members of Leopard to do the same because why, why, why are we? I just want to create a conversation around the topic of why do we leave all of the data about properties out there on the but web then don't you when think we MLS don't need will to change their rules? To what? You have to? <laughs> of course. I mean, why like, would they? Why would they change business day to Saturday? I don't know. Okay. What? They did that? Is that a recent change? I didn't oh, see it. Oh, yeah. you didn't see it. Breaking news. California. Breaking news. Breaking news. California is now making Saturday a business. You know why? Because of tan. I bet you. We'll see. But because tan to California. C-A-R? C-A-R yeah, is saying that okay. now, because we have the weekend, first look Friday and Monday, they're making oh, that's Saturday so awesome. that's a so business. Awesome. Well, yeah, of course. This, this of course. is the whole reason why we need to get the word out about leopard. Like, this is ridiculous, right? Like, yeah. what are we chasing? Like, yeah. like, what is your problem over there? Right? Like, we don't. We're not trying to get rid of MLS. Okay. Like, I think they, I'm they, not going to let you take me down a path that path because okay. what I'm stuck right. on right now is stay the, there. Good. The conversation Good. next week's why, episode of why we leave next week's episode. Why do we leave under contract properties 
publicly away uh, on the internet for the world to see. Why not restrict that back so that you need a real estate license or a realtor membership to go with a fingerprint background card to get into the MLS to see the details of those yeah, properties? I mean, the, why do we see a blog there? on Leopard about this? Because this is the whole, like, this is where we're losing our, our leads. I can't help but agree, but that's why we're trying it now. Once I got that answer from our MLS, I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's open up. Let's the see doors. what this looks yeah, like. When we do our five yeah. city, city tour, we're going to be talking about that for guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yes. All right. Are we good? I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, you know what? I have. A, I actually have a comment. So that also is genius. I, I uh, had the experience of a listing. Um, about two years ago and a few months ago, my same photos were on the, um, you know, because I just never crossed my mind that I would need to get rid of all that. So those same photos were actually used on the new listing. And I, I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? Hold on, very, on. Very Nina, did they send you the check for the 350? No, they did not. But I'm hoping oh. that they charged that agent um, you know, because I no, called dude, to- dude, this is it is, is that there's not enough rhetoric about helping agents like you think that our brokers would be like, this is why we would need to push forward leopard is the to help educate people on what's helping them and not because nobody's pointing out the differences. It sucks when someone does that because then you got to right. chase them and you and then you feel like the bad guy when they're right. the one breaking yeah. the rules oh, and there's nobody yeah. making that public. To let that right. Let, that's a bad oh. actor. That is a bad actor. It's that is an episode for Leopard. That yes. is an episode for Leopard. We well for those that if you if you guys haven't been able to tell when Jeff Seabach is actually very passionate about an idea, he's he repeats comments over and over again. <laughs> I think we just found one. Yeah. I don't know. Would you agree, JV? Oh, okay. I love yes. it. Oh, that is. A, I, I mean, the well, because you know, we're I will. I will. We're say, trying to get rid of the bad actors in the business. No question. And the fact that someone would reuse your photos. Thank you for the comment, Nina. Is ridiculous. Well, you know what? I it was a lack of integrity, and I and I yes. anybody who knows me is. I mean, I am the most pleasant, happy, bubbly person. We agree. Um, well, you're the opposite on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and I, I said, you know, this, this just not, I mean, I was super sweet and nice about it. And I mean, he, he just, it was, it just, yeah, it didn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't work well. And, and I ended up having to contact our armless. And I mean, he eventually took him up, but it took days. And it you took know days what? for that to happen. Part of, the, part of the lack of transparency that we see in the industry is the public will never know that that agent is that type of guy. And that's one of the standards for Leopard is transparency. Where when there's things that come up like that, let's let's create a list for that character. Right. Yeah. And we're going to put out some videos to point out which are the bad actors and which are not the bad actors. That's right. We've just seen we've we've started to record some of the bad actor actions. Yes. And yes. we're going to publish those videos. I, I do have to say, uh, maybe inspired by the broke agent a little, right? Like yeah, the, the well, videos, but yes. but to me. Um, in trying to raise the publicity of Leopard, we're going to point out, we um, actually, we'll probably give a sneak peek to JB to see any feedback, but the, I mean, it was fun. Benefits uh, of being live. Yes, in person. benefits yeah. of being live, but, but uh, it was, we, we shot our first episode yesterday. So 
watch it and maybe we could add it to the text string of sending it out to some feedback. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to why property levels, property level leads convert faster oh, than the I, others. I do want to finish with the last point that I said is, is let's just talk about the, the, maybe the three top objections that you're going to hear. Can we do from- that in a week? Oh, you're gone. I'm going to be oh, in vacation. Mexico. Let's record it right after this and then we'll publish it next week and like we'll okay. pretend that all it's right, all right. What is it again? The top three what? Top three objections that you're going to hear from property leads that you need to be able to handle better. Great. Right? Yes. Right? Like I'll, You got that, Lena? The top three objections you're going to hear from property level leads that, that you need to be prepared. That will keep you from selling more houses. All right. Right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank, Thank you. you. Good night.